Hey. Tori. Hey, girl. How are you? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Girl, I'm tired. That's how I am. Tori, how you been, though? How's oh, my. Life? Girl. So how's I have, mom? She's healing good? Mom's healing good, but mom got good. COVID. Yeah. So she's healed up from COVID now, so she's feeling better. Um, the combination of the two kind of drained her for a while. For sure. But she's doing okay. Uh-oh. Whew, sorry. Um, I had a small detour in my mental health journey, but I'm feeling better now. Good. You know that I'm like a... Um, I'm like an accomplishment depression person. So when something, yeah. it's weird. So like when something really good happens, yeah. shortly thereafter, I get depressed. It's like yeah. reaching a pinnacle and then it's like, now what? Yeah. So I had a couple no. days where I was little, not myself, but you know, I shook that out. We and, respect um, that on this podcast. We allow that on this podcast. Yeah, man, Thank I you. Mean, <laughs> listen, I've been very, very vocal about like, you know, my mental health journey between the dames and pretty my personal page, you know, just letting people know kind of like, you know, it's definitely something that I've struggled with. Right. Um, especially now that I'm aware of like what's happening. I feel right. like I was able to ignore a lot of stuff for a long time. So um, write it off as you being sensitive or emotional. Yeah. Like, oh my God, yeah. Or Same. I literally just like, I just did not process things. And I just, mm -hmm. I was not, I'm, I'm not a very emotional person. So it's very mm -hmm. easy for me to just, just straight up ignore stuff. But yeah. you know, <laughs> when you're in a relationship with another female, yeah, <laughs> she starts coming out, but like, they don't let you, we don't talk about emotions. <laughs> Listen, like, and when you're in a relationship with a black female, you know, okay. <laughs> I'm fine. is only going to get you so far. But she's like, yeah. no, you're not what's going yeah. on. The energy you are giving. <laughs> yeah. No, like, so like, I was like, I'm just going to go to sleep. I just want to be myself. She's like, nah, that's not going to work for me. Yank the blanket right. off. It's like, you need to get up. Right. Like, I just want to sleep. It's like, mm, you already slept. Right. I need you to get up. So like, you know, I was actually going to get into a quick review of the fight night and stuff, but I would love to get in this. Let's talk about hell yeah. the, the emotional journey and being with that within martial arts, MMA and jujitsu. Like it is so funny that you bring that up because for the longest time training, I would just put all that down as like weak shit, especially mm -hmm. when you go to an MMA gym with all these other people yeah. training. Nobody is ever putting their emotions out there you know everybody is very bottled up about it yep and when you have these private emotions you think there's something wrong with you Absolutely. me personally I was like why am I so emotional these other fighters they come in here and do this every day why mm -hmm. and I would be in my car like whoo like just mm -hmm. after like you know, I would take practice so physically and emotionally hard yeah. and it's like and you know half of that is passion but I also feel half of it is almost like a little bit of a of an anxiety absolutely a performance well you, know? you you have people who tell you uh, you hear it all the time jujitsu saved my life martial arts saved my life you hear people tell you all the time like the like the mental benefits of joining a martial arts so yeah. when you get to the point where you feel like martial arts is low-key like fueling your anxiety in your depression yeah. you feel like wait a minute everyone told me like this is the answer why is it still not working mm -hmm. I mean at the end of the day it's like you're putting yourself like first of all you're 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 expanding your physical boundaries you know you're getting yourself in positions where you're close with somebody mm -hmm. and then also like you're putting yourself in a competitive even if it's friendly it's a competitive atmosphere where whether we see it as win lose 
the, it's a win-lose. It could be a win-lose yeah. environment. It's like someone gets the yeah. upper hand, someone doesn't. Or yeah. at least in your mind, you play it as, mm-hmm. you know, I did really bad. This other person did really good. Right. And um, I mean, that's, it's hard, especially because no one sees themselves as being average or mediocre. We yeah. all, we, everyone thinks that they are, you know, the exception to the rule. We all think that we're, you know, phenomenal. So when you right. get knocked down to size or, you know, you get a reality check, like mm. it hurts. Yeah. It, re- it really hurts. Yeah. And it makes you reassess like yeah. shit. Like, am I who I think I am? Or right. am, am I am an imposter? Or right. am I just so far behind, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, there's, there's no hope for me. So, right. Like for me, the, the sadness comes even harder being uh, getting older in training jujitsu and going against younger people, oh my God. seeing how my body <laughs> seeing had how that happen body, today. You're like, as a matter of fact, girl, <laughs> the, I feel like the, um, when I started in 2015, I was like dedicated all the time going, I would be doing two a days mm-hmm. and my body and my stamina w- is com- was completely different than yep. what it is now. I had my first child at 25, healed up pretty much from that, really started doing CrossFit. I was like very much into jujitsu and the way I could perform and, you know, recover was just going back. It was good. And then that cell tone nerve will just start turning down. And I noticed that the get up and get them isn't there as much. So that's making me sad because I'm like, okay, I'm not having that same like attitude and that same automatic reaction of let's get up and go though i know i physically and emotionally need jujitsu yeah and then half the battle of me getting there is being like i'm about to go against these young kids and i have to push hard because i can't look like no bitch uh-huh. i can't look like no bitch Tori. Uh-huh. Like, uh, listen <laughs> and then there's this whole thing about like you know like in the black community it's like you better put on like you better don't let them punk you. You better be ready for this. So like we got that thing on there. And then, you know, yeah. as, as black women, we're taught to be, we're taught to be like, you have to be better than everybody in the room. Yeah. You have to carry you, yourself like, a certain way. You have, you have to, to work nicer, harder, smarter, work harder. We like, you have to, you literally yeah. have to at all times. Yeah. And then for a quarter of the, of the acknowledgement. So like you already have all these things like socially outside of being on the mat in your head. And then you get mm-hmm. on the mat, you're like, fuck and yeah. then when you're and then you're bigger and then it's really like well my big ass is just over here looking like a damn fool with all these right but and that that's the and that's the thing though because but then you know you're you're good though you know yeah. you're good like i'm a big in i know i'm fucking good and then mm-hmm. when my performance gets downplayed and it said well it's because she is big Girl, that's yeah. why she's able to do these positions yeah. that's why she had control and it's just like no, you know, and I have to stop myself from having that subconscious, but like, no, goddammit. Yes, I'm big, yeah. but I am a technically sound ass person. Yeah. I know jujitsu. I was yeah. not just handed a fucking purple belt. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's it's like we almost create these boundaries in our head. And then when someone else presents them to you, you're like, oh no, wait, no, 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 I don't think that. Yeah. No, I don't think that. Yeah. Well, it's 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 that whole idea like we're our own worst critic right more like, we are gonna we're going to create situations we're going to make things out to be so much worse in our head because we feel it we're experiencing it, it's happening us as first person mm-hmm. um and then like sometimes it takes like it's it's hard to accept praise for people but yeah. like we're hyper aware of criticism so sometimes right. it takes someone downing us to us to be like nah fuck that shit i'm i'm good but at the same yeah. time, if you're free, if someone tells you, oh my God, you're good, you'll be like, 
Yeah. Thank you. I'm only as good as my teammates. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's a whole, it's a whole thing that you have Process. to work on. Like, yeah. so today was the first time I've done ghee in like maybe a year and a half. How is ghee going for you, especially with the grips with ever since your car it's, accident? Like I say, it's been rough. Like this is my first go <laughs> of it. It was rough. It was not easy. So it's, <laughs> it, of course, the first time right. I come in, we're doing spider guard. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like this hand, <laughs> I can still do a grip, but like I took right. damage on this hand too. So it's not yeah. like a hundred percent. So right. this one I can, this one does not close. My hand doesn't close all the way. Holy shit, bro. Yeah. Like that's all I got. So I have to, yeah. work, I've been working on the piston grip. Uh-huh. Like halfway through, I'm like, okay. It's like, yeah, <laughs> we're going to, oh, tired. So like, I have to, um, I literally have to, like, I didn't, you don't realize how much stuff is muscle memory until you can't do it. Right. And um, so they tell you how important grips are, grip fighting and all that. And yeah. um, I, I think because I've always had not like the best grips, but solid grips and I have big hands. So I've always been able to like hold it. I've almost um, taken for granted how, how, how important that is. So now that I have to relearn a whole different grip, mm-hmm. I was, I was struggling and um. Mm-hmm. You might yeah. adopt spider guard now, bro. Oh my a god! Support no, for that grip. Never. <laughs> support for that grip. Never. Um, actually, it was it went pretty good, but um, mm-hmm. it was crazy because like afterwards, it was just me and one other guy because like our morning classes are kind of low. Like our mm-hmm. six a.m.s are popping, our evening classes are popping, but in the middle, weird how that works on that middle yeah. shift. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So um, with my new job, middle is basically what I'm gonna be at. Um, yeah. So like I was I was just rolling with the white belt and like it was like dudes who I haven't like because I've been gone for so long because of like there injuries and all that stuff there's a lot mm-hmm. of new people that like it's funny they're like oh you're Tori I've heard of you it's like hi thank you <laughs> Duncan is it yeah <laughs> yeah I was, and I like tell them it's like yeah, I've been I've been gone I've been on hiatus right it's basically right. what I tell them so that's the dopest um, feeling though when people are like oh I heard about you I'm like okay yeah. who's saying the Girl, shit let's know I got tapped up so quick by this white belt and I was like all right <laughs> and like one of the was he one was, of those wrestling white belts that are misleading no, like you he think wasn't. they're a white girl he and then all of a sudden was not. Like, <laughs> it was just a straight up dude and i was like fuck and like so one of the things that i um i realized very early in like yeah. jujitsu with me is like first of all it's mentally how i'm coming on the mat like i'm already right. coming like eh, i'm like 40 pounds up for my normal like weight comfort yeah yeah and i'm probably about 60 pounds up from what i normally like compete at so like i got a lot i got weight to chip down work to do yeah and then like before all the craziness happened like in pandemic on to the last year before i kind of like stopped training i got really into lifting nice and um and I was doing more stretching. So like, yeah. I'm ne- I was never really concerned about c- my cardio aspect. That was an issue. But what I right. didn't realize is how much strength and flexibility I had gained over that last year. And yeah. then how quickly it goes away. Yeah. If so you like, don't use it, you will lose it. <laughs> so I, have very, I have very long arms. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it's easy for me to get, cu- for people to catch my arms. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much I depended on that extra amount of strength to like keep my arms back. So like now I'm getting arm barred in Kimura and I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? And it's like, well, I lost all my strength. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like 
And like, again, like mentally, they tell, we tell people all the time, like you can get tapped by anybody, anywhere, anyone, any level, it does oh. not matter, right? Mm. When I was lower belt, I tapped upper belts, upper belts, me, lower belts tapped me. But like, I'm, I, I'm actually glad that I didn't get like, I, I was a little like, what the hell, Tori? But at yeah. the same time, I was like, well, Tori, this is someone who's probably been training, you know, con- like consistently. consistently. You know, mm-hmm. you haven't put a gi on in a half in a year. Yeah. And a half. You can't expect to come in here regardless of your rank. Like right now, you can you haven't been doing jujitsu. Like right. I haven't done jujitsu in a, at least a year. And yeah. I haven't done gi for at least a year and a half. And you know, before that, I, it was nonstop go for six, seven years. Like I can't expect to jump right. right back to where I was. Like the knowledge and purple is purple and brown are the belts we're gonna be at the longest too. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like half of your jujitsu life, you're at purple and brown belt. <laughs> yeah. Literally. So I had to, I really had to check myself. Not, and I didn't have to do it quickly. I was like, Tori, you knew this was going to happen. But it's good that you have those conversations with you. And more of us need to do that. Yeah. You know, instead of bottling up on the drive home and having a breakdown with Tori Amos in the background, millennials. The, not the Amos. Tori Amos, a folk singer from the oh 90s. Oh my gosh. Not at emotional levels. Okay? No, I, you know uh, what? <laughs> What got me over everything, like what really got me is like, okay, I was like, hey, Brian, let's take a picture so I can let people know that I'm alive in this bitch. Like, and I'm still and here. I, made it. And <laughs> I, I took that picture. I looked at the papers like, that is not how we looked the last time we took a picture in the gi. <laughs> this is not the, yeah. this, this from top to bottom. This yeah. ain't where we want to be. No. I'm in the process of like starting my lock. So it's like this shit's right. The starter phase is bro. Oh my God. I, this next I six months. that's the only thing stopping me. It's like, I don't want to go through that aspect where I'm just like wearing beanies every day. Cause I, I like, just... my, like my thing is, is like, I have no regrets starting it, but my thing is like, everyone says they should have started earlier. It's like, I literally had a whole damn pandemic to go through this in private. To just get it going. No, no, I just, no, learned, I just learned how to braid. So like, yeah, they're gonna I'm be already, and you know, like, Again, like black women in their hair, that's a whole other thing. Like you feel a sense of- jitsu in the hair, dude. That's why I love the locks because the braids, you saw our competition. I don't know if you heard the commentators. They're like, I wonder if all that hair becomes yeah, an uh, inconvenience. <laughs> I was like, it does, Richard. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Like, but I'm so used to having my, uh, my, my box braids and my power bun. I'm ready to go out there. And like, it, mm. it, it, it shapes your whole body different when you have hair. So yeah. like, I haven't worn like just straight up natural, like natural hair in like decade, maybe. Literally. Like, I was, like, it's, yeah. it, it wasn't like, it wasn't conducive to my lifestyle. And even now like, this shit's going to be, it's going to be fucked for like the next couple months. I've accepted that. But like, even from that to the weight gain to like my geese don't really feel how I like them right now. So like, I was Man, just thinking of that picture. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to let this make me depressed. We, because when you don't this. feel like you look good, you're going to let that weigh on your performance too. Exactly. And it's a uniform. It's, it's yeah. totally, it's like a whole feel and a vibe. Yeah. Can I ask you, Should. what do you feel is etiquette for certain jujitsu gym situations? So for instance, there's a girl in my jujitsu class who is younger and extremely talented. Mm-hmm. And me as a big in, I have a tendency sometimes to not go as hard on, on smaller people uh-huh. because I have a fear that I'm always going to be the big ogre that hurts somebody. You know, yeah. I don't want to be her. I don't want to be the big I got you. 
So we're going and I get her in a good arm bar position and I get in a rear naked position. And, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to fucking cross face this bitch. We're practicing. I just ease up and move on. She gets me in an arm bar position and yep. like I, to like, yep. <laughs> I can't even fucking, I mean, she yanks my damn elbow so hard. I'm like, we're not, do- I'm not doing all this with you right now. And I just do a tap. And then as I process and I'm on the way home, I'm like, I should have fucking <laughs> not yep. tapped and I should have fucked her up. Have you had those scenarios where you're trying to be on a training level and someone gets you in a, in a submission and they feel like they've gotten something on you and you're just like, I didn't even give you all of me. Like I was trying yeah. to be the nice one. See like, okay, so I have two different ways I handle this and it depends on my partner, okay? Mm-hmm. So like I have people who are, when it's like, newer people who don't know any better mm-hmm. who, who just really think like i got this shit i killed it like you know <laughs> like for them i try not to like burst their bubble too much i'm like okay right. good job whatever and then but um one of the things i always tell people is like i always set my expectations before i roll i tell right. people like hey what you want to do are we doing like 50 are we going out are we just like flow <laughs> rolling like out? i need to know because like because right. like you said whether whether if you don't set that intention because you are larger they are going to go out on you because they feel yeah. like they're working at a deficit so they're going to go harder so like right. i like to have that conversation to be like bitch if you're going 100 i'm going 100 too so just yeah. know what that's going to feel like we're going to give each other the same energy and, I'm, right. and you're agreeing to this i want it yeah. i want it known from the beginning so with like the newer people i try to like you know, I let them get, like they get the first time, like, okay. Then the next time we roll it, I intentionally make it harder for them. So they yeah. see that like, you know, just be oh, aware. It's not, it's not working or like that right there. So I'll intentionally make it harder for them. And then uh, afterwards I'll talk to them like, Hey, yeah. yeah. So the first one I put, a, I had like a little more, less resistance. You saw how it was a little harder to get it. This is why for them. I right. try to give them like an education. Now right. that's, that's, um, Tori, that's the a teacher. wanting to learn partner that's a so fun that is partner. that's what tori the teacher does tori the you know the teammate tori the inspirer <laughs> the that's teammate. what she does now we talk about those other people who just want to go all out on you because you're bigger and trying to like show out on you yeah then i just smash their ass because My they life. gotta learn like honestly like honestly I've had it happen at our gym my coach knows about this he knows how I'm going to respond to this mm. if we are training I am not there to like, I'm not there to be embarrassed and I'm not there yeah. to embarrass anybody. Like, that's exactly. not why I'm there. That's for competitions right. where you show out right. on somebody. Mm-hmm. When I am training, I'm trying to improve. I'm trying to get better. So whether I see it happen, if, whether it happens to me or I see it happen to somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be like, so what I, I let them know right around. It's like, what are you doing? Or I'm like, <laughs> oh, or, or, or I'm what like, oh, you- Oh, like, cause like, you know, like, I don't know why it sounds so funny when you yeah, like, what okay. are you? Yeah. Cause like sometimes like take for instance, like kickboxing, we don't have a lot of women in kickboxing, but oh, sometimes okay. we get people in kickboxing, we get some women in kickboxing and like, we'll have like a teenager who's going up against like, you know, like a 40 year old mom and we'll do some like right. very light sparring. We don't do it. Like we have a sparring class, but we'll do some very light, like, you know, just mm-hmm. defense stuff. And I'm looking at this teenager and she's like, you know, trying to style on this 40 year old mom. And I'm literally like, Hey, cut that shit out. And yeah. she's like, what? I was like, look, I don't kickbox, 
Like, that's not my thing. But if you want to go in there and like, you want to really try to, you know, you want to spar with someone, I can go get my gloves and then you can try that shit on me. Let's go. Because like, you're, you're, you're intimidating mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. And as a woman on the mat, and like, you know, I got to like, to me, it's like, once you hit 15, I'm going to talk to you like a woman. I'm not going to yeah. curse at you. I'm not going to yell no. at you. I know their parents. But if they you're know what it's about. And that's the thing though. Like, that's why some gyms that be letting these kids have black belts too soon. Mm-mm. my no. taekwondo gym was like that we had black belts that were like 10 9 13 no. and i'm just like i really like how jujitsu breaks down the belts to allow their maturity yeah. to catch up see, to their fucking and, talent and, and that's, that see and that's crazy. the other thing it's like i have to realize that these like when it happens like in that instance i have another thing for the boys i have to realize in that <laughs> instance that like <laughs> even with the guys like they are still mm-hmm. teenagers their hormones are still going yeah. And also, like, they don't know better. Like, they know better. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard to, like, rein in a teenager sometimes. They don't They don't yeah. mean to be as disrespectful mm-hmm. as they are. So yeah. I, I politely scold them. I'm like, hey, yeah. cut that out. And if they continue to do it, that's when I'm like, I'm like, we're, like, if most of them, I know their parents at this point. They know me. Yeah. And then, like, I'd be like, okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. You can go as hard as you want on me. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, like, and I'm not even going to go as hard as I want to go on you because you're still a child. But yeah. you want to go out on someone? Come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I don't want to do this. Why not? Because I'm bigger than you? Because you're afraid? Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good to bully someone, does it? Like, you no. came here to not bully, and now you're doing that to your teammate? And, like, right. I have, like, again, like, again, call, call it the black in me, call it the mom, like, the, 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 how I was raised in me. Like, I have no problem shaming a child. Just a little bit. Not a lot. Just yeah. a little bit to be like, you know, like, you know what you're doing. You know, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Come on. Like, come, like, mm-hmm. come on. You be, you're better than yeah. that. And you yeah. know, like, a, I feel like a little scalding early on can save people, save people to turn into a whole assholes. Lot. A whole lot. Now, a whole lot. I get it with guys who like want to like, go, 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 go hard on me. And like, sometimes I know it's like, they're just trained. They're just, they're just athletic as fuck. That is how they go. Yeah. And that situation, like, look. I'm a purple belt. I'm all this stuff, but I am not going to match you athlete for athlete. You are 10 times the athlete I am. You're going right. to get me in situations. Right. And I try to tell them like, you're going to get me, Tori, the 32 year old, you mm-hmm. know, woman, you're going to get me. This is not, you over here training two, three times a day. I'm over here. You might catch me twice, three times a week. You're right. going to get me, but I want you to realize in your mind, do not mistake this purple belt on me for the guys you are going to meet in competition who are going to Seriously. be on the same intensity as you. Exactly. We're going to be in oh, everything you're doing, they're doing too. Uh-huh. So like, I can give you, so I can show you some looks from technique, from my pressure, from how I'm doing this stuff. But dude, if you want to hulk me in certain situations, you're going to get it. What does that I do give too? Like, what does that give them in those instances? Like those moments when where you get a dude, like when you get a dude that's on that level and then you actually catch him in a submission or something, mm-hmm. the rage that comes after that, that round two-ness and they just buy, and then they're just all of a sudden, blaze come at you crazy i'm like what is this giving you like you got tapped once by a female that's that, get over yeah. it, bro like the ego is a powerful like, there's nothing like it what does it do it doesn't serve you like you know ego what i mean is like, a powerful just, thing you know? oh my god bro yeah getting mm-hmm. over your ego at any age it's hard because again you mm-hmm. gotta go back to that mentality of like none of us think that we're average none of us thinks that we are you know we're the norm. We all think we're extraordinary. We all think like we're 
we're better than ever. We like not in a a bad step. It's like nobody goes around thinking like, yeah, I'm average. You all yeah. think you're, you all think you're good. So when mm-hmm. someone checks you, it, mm-hmm. it hits that ego. And you're like, I got to get mine back. Yeah, I got to oh, yeah. get those mine those back. All the get mine back. All the get mine back. And um, you know, like <laughs> I don't think I, I don't. Think <laughs> I want to say the exception of maybe like one time have I ever just straight walked off the mat from being like that angry. And that was like earlier on. And like, I always tell people, if you have a good gym and you have a good instructor, those people don't last long. No. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why gym culture is so important. Like if you have someone in there who just perfect, who's just trying to continuously smash and, you know, belittle Mm -hmm. and, you know, you know, showboat and go off on everyone they train with, no one's going to want to train with them. So either they're going to weed them out or a good coach is going to pull them aside and be like, again, like I said, what are you doing? What are you hoping to accomplish? Speaking of that, my husband, who is an MMA fighter, Mm -hmm. had a fight scheduled for, I believe this coming up weekend. His opponent used to go to our gym and was kicked out of our gym because he would take amateur fights and claim he was from this gym and go lose and he kept doing this like every other weekend so the coach was like listen you can't represent our gym like that you yeah. can't just take a fight not tell anybody last yeah. minute not have coaches keep losing and represent our gym gets pissed leave makes a bunch of enemies fast forward and now my husband's gonna be going against this person the same person that used to do this mm-hmm. gets covid supposedly contacts us tells us oh yeah um how about we just go ahead and make the wait for the fight at 160 since I'm going through all these things. Pretty much tells, not ask, tells the promoter, I need this to happen. The fight is at 150, okay? The fight is at 150. What coach, mind you, is going to allow this person to do that? He has no yeah. coach. He has absolutely no coach. Yeah. He, he has no gym ethic. So we come back at him like professionals and tell him, no, we're going to do the fight at 150. He blows up. Long story short, cusses out the promoter and gets my husband's fight canceled. The, you know, and so I talked to his old coaches, the coaches from the gym about him. And he's like, they were like, no, this is something that he wanted to do. Like, this is something he wanted to do. He acted this way to get the fight canceled by being intimidated, scared or whatever. But this is the thing. It's like, how are people like this able? Like, it, it like makes me sad as a person who wants to be in MMA fights. How are mm-hmm. people like this getting these fights? getting promoters to give them fights and then you have people that are like really trying to do this sport that are team players that are not assholes mm-hmm. going to gym acting like this mm-hmm. demanding that the gym you know just support them like this and they're getting these opportunities like shit yeah. it away you well, know then, it's like you got to think of it too is like what is a promoter trying to do they're trying to promote their brand they're trying yeah. to get as many eyes either mm-hmm. via like if they're streaming or if they're in there, they want to in there. So they're going to go for these more dynamic uh, personalities or people with um, higher, uh, right? With higher, what they think is higher skill set, or mm-hmm. they're going for cans who they can have someone go against and make it look spectacular, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, especially when you get, is, is your husband pro or amateur? He's amateur. See, and then with amateur, it's like, that's so fucking finicky. Because exactly like, all the not, time the inconsistency they have to do something better for amateur fighters they have to yeah, if, there like, is this, if they want us to have more amateur fights you want us to perform better do all these safety regulations they're trying to say amateurs shouldn't be cutting weight and shit like that well how am i supposed to know how to cut weight as a pro yeah. you know there needs to be better regulations because right now you have amis 
doing weight cuts for 20, 15 pounds to try to make these Amy fights, not yep. getting paid nothing but 10% commission on tickets. No, something's yep. got to get better. Yep. Well, like that's, sure. that's the whole, like, that's the whole issue with um, mixed martial arts in general. It's like, mm-hmm. you have some regulation, but it's largely unregulated. Like, like if I can have a fight at a, at a junkyard, okay. If I can have a fight in my backyard real quick, like, come on. And it's not that I don't like those fights, please. I'll roll yeah. up. I'm trying to get a street beef fight. I'll fight a Bertha <laughs> in a trailer park, bitch, please. I'll do a fuck. But like- If you're know, trying just, to get that professionalism. Exactly. It's, it's you know, lacking and, in a lot of places. For heavyweight women, period. Because I feel whenever you hear heavyweight women fighters, you automatically just think, blah, blah, blah. You yeah, know? the thing is like, it's going to be a sloppy- just, slobber knocker coming to the trailer park cage yeah. you know it's no it's i i mean we have some bad bitches and so i want to represent it looking good and put yeah. on a good fight you know i don't want to yeah. always have to do those fights yeah it's it's it sucks because i think i spoke with this with i i did an interview with aaron hart she's going to be teaching at her camp oh nice and she was talking about how uh how her opinion changed about weight cutting and doing mma and she yeah. was like do I really want to be doing this? And this is someone who made it to like, she fought for Invicta. Yeah. But like, I'm weird because I'm not anti-weight cutting. I'm just like, I would never. Yeah. And I know it needs to be done, but I feel like when you have situations where there's so little opportunities for women to go, like yeah. you basically have, I think they have some 155 fights. It's very rare. And then very it's rare. basically like, the wild wild west it's like yeah get in where you fit in someone make a cap yeah so like you have people who are either but if we even like if we even think about like non-heavyweights if we talk about like women who are walking around at like you know 170 one you know 165 yeah yeah mm-hmm. they're still sitting here thinking like okay well i gotta cut to at least 55 like uh well if i really want to do anything it has to be at least 45 and they're like, oh, if it's 45, let's me try Bantamweight. So you have, you have women already. That's Chris Cyborg. That's yeah. Chris Cyborg. Exactly. That's literally Chris Cyborg. Exactly. Yeah. And like when she was cutting down, when she first got into the UFC to like 140, I think the lowest she got to was like 139 at, um, when she was fighting, I think it's like UFC 198, when she was fighting, um, Leslie, Leslie is that Leslie? Yeah. 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 Leslie yeah. Smith. Mm-hmm. And like, they were praising her for getting down to that weight and you look at her you're like bro this is not good Bellator when your ribs are protruding like I know the 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 word big boned is like something your grandma will tell you when you're younger but there are times where I see these framed people that are framed to be large and muscular and they weight cut and when their bones are protruding so much out of the skin that to me just says like that your body is not supposed to get that small or when their abs are literally like individual squares on their body yeah one and two and three and four yeah I think Mm -hmm. I think like Conor McGregor is like Conor McGregor would scare the shit out of me because that's like Max Holloway Max Holloway and Conor McGregor would get so creepy skinny it was like oh my god like Conor's whole face would collapse Mm-hmm. but people again like people would praise him i think he's one of the ones where people are like i don't think you should do this anymore yeah mm-hmm. but um you know there's just like this weird environment that comes around wake up where most people say that it's not good but at the yeah. end of the day like if you know if dollars make sense they're gonna cut the they're gonna cut the weight so it, but, so it 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 kind of like frustrates me to see 
amateurs who aren't making any money other than what they're no. selling in ticket cutting weight girl cutting weight yeah and mm -hmm. you know it, and it, it just perpetuates that cycle of like this is how it you does have, this is what you have to do to get yeah, to be a professional this, this is what i have to do so that my promoters take me seriously yep. so that they invite me back all this it's like definitely i would yeah. say the most i got down to because i walk around when I'm in shape at 220, I'm 6'1". And for a fight, I had three months to get ready. I cut to 180. Jesus. And so from 220, I How got- How feel? You know what? On the, it, the feeling of it is insane. So when I got down to 190, I felt amazing. This is before the weight cut started. So then you cut out like processed foods, um car like not a lot of carbs at all it's just mainly like protein and veggies that's when you start to feel a little bit weaker and then when you have to go into your water cut that's when it's like really like the most surreal feeling ever like you would eat lettuce like you like you couldn't even imagine like there's some things where you're like damn i need dressing on that salad you would eat a bowl of lettuce and be like feel nourished like it is the craziest feeling i can ever define to you i did epsom salt baths and i did the sauna i would do a couple minutes in the epsom salt bath underwater get my heart rate going sweating then go in the sauna really sweat it out and then wrap up in towels and so by weigh-ins i was 180 exactly and i was just i had absolutely no curvature i lost my boobs i had no butt i was just a big square of solidness <laughs> it was like and it's like damn i look good but i look like a 12 year old boy it's oh like my God. i had nothing but I was so proud. I was like, okay, cool. I can do this. I can do this. I go in the ring. I remember hitting her with a hard kick in the knee and I couldn't lift my head up. I remember being like kick and I got popped with the overhand. My reaction oh. time was completely depleted. Yeah. I was so tired and I was so exhausted. Mm -hmm. I felt good going to the ring, but then once the anxiety hits with the, how weak you were, yeah. it was just like, Ooh, well, I never then, wanted to have to and go through that also, again. It's also like not a good idea to like, okay, I'm going to drain all this water from my body, from my head, from my brain. And then go, and then go let someone, the and then let's, yeah. let's have someone hit me in the head. Like that's mm -hmm. not, that's not yeah, good. Yeah, at all. Let's see how I hang out. Yeah, you're, you literally cannot. Yeah, and I just wanted to sleep. I remember after I got, I uh, weighed in and I drank water. I was like, I just want to sleep. Yeah, it's a very tiring feeling. So yeah. I don't know how cyborg or someone that big would cut weight coming down that like small that's crazy to me well honestly because like so much of like mma is brought from the wrestling culture i feel like it's gonna be a hard thing oh my god wrestlers that cut weight i i'm Bro. a little bitch compared to them like they're just yeah. and, and they're doing it on like sometimes on a weekly basis so like yeah that's why eating yeah. disorders there are so high mm -hmm. but like i feel that like until there is like because you can create more weight classes which will help to some extent but also like say like they talk about putting like a um, a one sixty five in there, oh, and then creating like a one seventy five. That's been the big thing is that to push for the one six five. But like then you're gonna have people who are like one eighty, like one eighty five, thinking like they want to be the power. They want to thinking break, like yeah. I can't make one seventy, but I might come make one seventy five. You know, right. and then they're trying to cut to that. So like yeah, some, the thing is people are always going to look for an advantage. Yeah, and um whether they agree with it or not. Some people you see go up and have it, have an advantage, but like people are always going to try to find the, the most advantage in a, in the fight. And they're always going to try to get that size mm -hmm. um, over someone else. So like, Sometimes like how, the is, how the fuck is Al Jose, how is Aldo making 135 right now when he used to could barely make 45? 
Dude, you know, it's, dude. it's crazy. <laughs> okay. It's different, like people's bodies change, you know? 